So I don't know how to start off the show. <laughs> that's that that's that's how I'm going to start off the show. Um, so yeah, um, this is uh, the tentatively titled podcast presented by AllComic.com, the Manga Mavericks podcast. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if this is gonna be an episode zero or episode one kind of thing. I'll decide that later. Um, so yeah, you've um, probably never heard of us before, and that's because we're we're kind of new never. to the site. Totally new. Very, very, very new. In fact, um, like just joined in January. Yeah. Um, and when this goes up, it'll like be February probably. So. Yeah, I I think so. I think that's safe to assume. Um. So yeah, um, again, I we'll, we'll go into this in a little bit, but um, I never know how to start off new podcasts. Um, what is uh, this like, my? That's why I thought we should have done like the intro- the introduction. I thought like we're the manga Mavericks, and we'll get you up to speed with what's new and hip in manga, all nice and quick. See, I I mean, yeah, no, I I I, I see what you mean, but. First off, I feel like that slogan has way too many words. Yeah, it does. It does, it's, doesn't... it's definitely not as catchy as the Nostalgia Critic or <laughs> Lankara or pretty much any like mem- uh, any memorable uh, internet reviewers like intro. It's got to be a lot shorter. Simple. Well, well, we'll work on it. Yeah, we're we'll find uh, it. This is this is a new show, so we're kind of um, we're kind of getting our feet wet. Not, I mean, more so with. Uh, I don't actually. We probably haven't even introduced ourselves. No, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm Colton, and I do way too many other podcasts. And I'm Sid, and I do almost no. I have done almost no podcast before this. So, um, so so you're uh you're a podcast virgin. Well, I, I mean, no, because I have recorded two podcast episodes before this so i get uh, this is my third time oh yeah yeah that's that's so many podcasts Sid. <laughs> you're you're such a veteran um <laughs> <laughs> well a virgin uh, would would it be your first time doing it so well, i i guess but i mean i don't know i i wonder i wonder if that's the kind of stuff we could talk about on the show i i forgot to ask um i mean i'm assuming we could probably be like pg-13 i mean consider some of the comics that are being reviewed on the site i mean they there are some like uh a lot of comics now nowadays have some pretty like uh you know they they have some pretty intense content sometimes so i mean we haven't even said any uh you know bad language yet so i think i think we're good i think we're good yeah i think i'm gonna I think I'm gonna refrain from um, doing that on this show. Otherwise, I wouldn't care. Well, um, yeah, we're not gonna. We'll try to avoid saying any explicit language. Yeah, try to try to keep this some somewhat family friendly. We'll keep um, this PG. I I still say PG thirteen because PG thirteen means we could talk about all kinds of uh, mature ideas. Be, yeah, you know, I just realized that today's PG thirteen is the same as PG. Back in back like uh, twenty or thirty years ago, because content standards have like kind of become lame when it comes to PG movies. Because now nowadays a PG movie is like, oh well, this uh, movie can babysit our kids, and uh, <laughs> PG thirteen movie, though that's where like that that's where people put like the heavy, well not even heavy content, but that's where they put like more kind of. 
like that's that's the stuff that you you probably want to go have your kid like see with their parents but like okay. back in the day like there were some i i mean there were like, there are some pg movies back from like the 80s that if they were me today it'd probably be pg-13 now for sure or they'd be maybe some maybe some pg-13 movies back in back in like 80s or 90s would be rated r today all right, all right, all right. Settle down there, Sid. Enough with the tangents. I think we, I think we need to actually talk about what we, what we're, uh, what this uh, show's all about. Yeah, we're uh, not about movies. We're about manga. Yeah, that those, uh, those, those crazy Japanese comics and all that kind of stuff. So basically, we both kind of answered the call because I think all comic was uh, looking for people specifically to, you know, talk about or write about manga or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey. I guess I'll do that, and then it turned out, oh, you were you're that Sid was gonna do that too. So yeah, I, was, I saw was... I just I saw it on my feed, like someone retweeted it onto my feed, and I was like, hmm, you know, I'm I'm looking to, you know, get write more stuff about manga, maybe do a podcast, maybe I maybe if like I could find someone do a podcast about a manga topic or something, so you know, I'll I let's go for it. Why not? So uh, yeah, I contacted Tyler, and then uh, I f- we found fa- I found out that like uh, you were also interested in doing like a podcast, and so he hooked us up, and uh, here we go. Yeah, don't expect anything written from me anytime soon, because honestly, I I told Tyler up front that I I do not like writing. There is a reason I prefer doing podcast over writing, honestly, because um, I prefer going on and on and on about the things I love instead of actually writing them down. Because, I don't know, that always seemed kind of tedious to me personally, but I, I respect um, I respect people who, like, you know, write for a living and actually enjoy doing that kind of thing. Um, but I'm... again, I guess, I, I guess people could, like, also say the same thing about podcasting, because podcasting is kind of hard, too. Um, but anyway, we should really uh, we should really get on to what we want to talk about for this particular episode. Um we're, we're just going to kind of get our feet wet this episode because um, we have a lot of ideas about what we want to do with this show in particular. Um, so uh, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, so I think what we want to do with this show, maybe uh, we want we want to talk about a bunch of different things. We don't want to just stick to like, you know, reviews and all that kind of thing. There's already stuff so because... many review podcasts out there. Let's yeah. try and mix it up. Yeah, I and plus I myself personally I I kind of already review manga for another manga podcast. So, uh if I had to it wouldn't make sense for me to do another manga review podcast honestly. So, me and Sid figured um we could just talk about a bunch of different uh, manga related things like news, uh you know, news such as like I was thinking maybe comic rankings, like stuff like the New York Times best-selling uh, graphic novel manga list. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think Oricon has like a a, a manga ranking as well. Yeah, too. for the for Japanese releases. Yeah, so maybe maybe those might be interesting as well because you know it's it's interesting to see what's uh, to see what's popular in both the West and the East. Um, and you know, I'm sure we'll probably talk about stuff like new releases, new licenses, and all that kind of stuff. More, more current manga happenings, I think, is something we want to focus on here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, among other things, um, I was thinking maybe we could also like, I, like you and me were thinking maybe we could possibly like come up with some uh, different uh, topics of discussion, like 
I don't know, just off the top of my head. I don't know if we'll do it too soon, but maybe like, I don't know, say we want to talk about manga piracy or... Uh, oh, it's or... already starting off with the heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know if we'll get to that stuff too soon, because, um, I mean, I have, I have thoughts on that kind of stuff. Um, I'll just say that. Um, I don't know about you, uh, but we can, Mm -hmm. we can talk about that another episode once we, uh, once we record enough of these shows or whatever. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Uh, you know, talk about, uh, just, just all kinds of news, really. Um, expect more, uh, news maybe in the next episode. Well, I do want to comment on some stuff like this episode. Yeah, what's, oh, yeah, what's up? Well, I mean, we can comment on last uh, the New York Times bestselling list for uh, the week of January 3rd through 9th, which was the last uh, list that was released. And uh, there was some, there was like uh, some news about Ajin that was kind of, that was kind of interesting we could discuss. Is, um, okay, is, I, I don't think I've heard about this. Is, is the manga for that being licensed or something? No, that the manga for Ajin has been licensed for quite a while now. That's right. But, that's right. I forgot. Uh, I mean, it's it's not really news. It's just an interesting comment from the mangaka, because like the manga, like the mangaka for Ajin, uh, he used to actually be a uh, hentai manga artist, and like oh, he, really? he had and he had like a he tweeted recently that he was li- that like once Ajin is over he wants to go back to drawing and time so uh, that's there, that's interesting there we go that 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 was uh that was mentioning a current kind of event that happened recently in manga so there we go we're already starting yeah there, there you go um so yeah we will we'll, we'll talk about you know current stuff like that um and I, I, I think that's a, I think that's about it for like all like the kind of news we want to talk about. I can't really think of anything like super specific, um, you know, just just various things. Um, you know, I was thinking like, you know, maybe maybe we'll attempt to review every once in a while. Maybe if we if we both find something that we really want to talk about. I think um, since I already do sort of manga reviews for another manga podcast, um, I think we're gonna. Not we're not gonna like stray away completely from reviews, but we're we're not gonna we're not gonna focus too much on those. I I think I think it's safe to say if maybe we both find something that we've been reading recently that we want to like something that we love so much or hate so much. I don't know something something that we think we can fill an episode with. I think maybe then we'll attempt that kind of stuff. But otherwise, um, that's not gonna be the focus of the show. Again, this is gonna be. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of various things, um, probably mostly news. Um, so yeah, just just to let people know what they can expect. Um, but you know, uh, w- w- with that being said, I think uh, you know if we also have time during a normal episode of the show. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sid, but you you have a subscription to Weekly Show to Jump, right? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, and I do as well. So I figured. Uh, you know, not not that every episode will be dedicated to this kind of thing, but I figure we could both kind of talk about Jump every once in a while because, you know, for those of you who are listening to this and are super into manga, um, I am. I, I don't I don't know about you, Sid, but I am a super super huge fan of Jump. And oh yeah, I, get, I love Jump. 
and we'll we'll get to this in a little bit but uh i jump was kind of my first like stepping stone into manga fandom that's kind of how i got into manga so obviously um if we have the time to i would love to talk about shonen jump you know not 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 any um particular series you know just talk about jump in general you know what's going on how we feel about uh the manga lineup in general every once in a while if there are any uh, particular series that are uh uh, that we think are doing better than the others or keeping our interests more than the others. Um, I know I have a lot of those myself. Um, so that's something I think we could probably talk about too. You know, just talk talk about, you know, stuff we're, we're reading in general. You know, like maybe we start off an episode and we get done talking about news and we want to fill time, you know. Uh, maybe I'll be like, hey, Sid, what are you reading lately? And then Sid will probably say something like, oh, well, I've been reading... Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I already read I all of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Well, I I know. But I'm just using an example. Like, like maybe like the newest chapter of Jojolian, but something like that. Yeah, just you know, just just general stuff like that. Really, um, I'm always reading stuff, so it'll be probably different each time. I um I me myself I actually haven't been reading a lot lately just because I've been busy with a lot of stuff. So um thank thank thankfully we're not talking about that kind of stuff this episode because I wouldn't have much to say <laughs> other than um I'm reading stuff for other podcasts that I do. We well we and, might I, we might comment on some stuff at the end at the like uh, I mean at least one series or something. Something like that. I don't know. Well, well, we'll see. We'll we, we'll get there when we get there. Um, right now, we're we're kind of playing this by ear, you know. Again, getting our feet wet, seeing what works. Um, so, so cut us some slack if, uh, you know, if we're not too, if, if we don't have our routine down just yet. Well, um, I've also got we're, some we're, new stuff lined up in case we have time for it as well. So, um, maybe. I mean, I I I like I didn't look for any news because I didn't think we would really talk about it this episode. Um but that that was just me though. I was thinking we could probably save a lot of that for our next episode because th- there there is actually a lot of stuff going on that I would like to talk about next episode uh that I'm probably going to get very heated about. But I'll still be civil, I promise. Um <laughs> um it, for for my especially heated rants, those are like what my Twitter's for. Um I, I think I think that's about what you could probably expect from the show. I, I think we gave everybody a good idea, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Uh it's a podcast about manga and manga manga news and uh just what's happening in the manga industry right now. So yeah, you know, news stuff we're reading in general. In, in a nutshell, basically. Maybe a review every once in a while, maybe. What we'll, we'll get there when we get there. It'll it'll come to us. Whatever comes to us uh will will think about doing um i i figured we could probably spend the rest of this episode just kind of kind of getting to know each other here because um well, well us and the audience i guess because the audience might not know who we are um i i don't know do you want to go first or should i go first yeah you do we uh want to just say like how we got into manga and then just some of like our experiences up to this day with manga I, I guess so, sure. Um, so I, I guess I'll go first. Um, uh, j- j- just in case you, just in case I didn't already say it before, um, my name is Colton. I I don't I don't know. Like I, my my story isn't really all that great because um, I'm trying to remember uh, how I first got into manga. I think I first got into manga 
back in 2006. So I guess technically, um, uh, technically I would have been a manga fan for 10 years at this point, which is um, very scary to think about. I was, um, I was 13 years old. No, I was 12. I, I was, I was 12 around the time I got into manga. Cause I remember the first, uh, the first kind of manga I ever read was, um, was the February 2006 issue of the, of the, uh, monthly English Shonen Jump that used to be in print a while back, uh, which nowadays is, um, digital, is digital and weekly and up to date with Japan. Uh, people should go buy that. We've come but, a uh, long way. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Like it's. It's kind of amazing. In less um, than fifteen years, we've come so long, uh, such a long way. I know, right? Um, God, like, uh, I I feel really nostalgic because around that time, I was like super into Naruto. Like Naruto, I don't think had even been on Toonami for a year at that point, just barely. Yeah, Naruto started on Toonami in September two thousand five. So yeah, like February two thousand and six, it had only been a couple of months. Um. So, man, like, you know, seeing Naruto on the front cover of this big giant magazine, I was like, oh, my God, Mom, can I buy this, please? I love Naruto. And she's like, yeah, whatever, sure. Um, my mom was probably actually a lot nicer than that. Um, but no, yeah, I, I like, oh, I think I have it in my room somewhere. I'm kind of looking around. Yeah, like, Naruto was on the cover. I think there was a little Yu-Gi-Oh blurb on there. I think there was a little little bit of Bubba on the front as well. Like, like looking through this thing... Um, I think Yu Yu Hakusho was still running in this monthly edition. Oh yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho actually ran from the very first issue all the way. It it's I think it's the only series in uh, the English like the print at least the, during the print days that actually ran its entire run in uh, in the English Jump. Like every chapter of Yu Yu Hakusho was published in the English Jump. And that's that's from really all the way from the first issue in like 2003 all the way to 2010, over the course of like seven years, they ran every single chapter of Yu Show in English Jump. That 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 really is amazing. But um, what was I gonna say? I, the 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 thing that like really amazed me was um, cause cause I I don't remember if Naruto specifically uh had this problem, but I. Because I, I don't remember how edited Naruto was when it aired on Toonami. I know um, it probably wasn't... It was a it bit edited at first. I, over After Naruto picked up and uh, pop, like became even bigger, they stopped like editing it, editing it as much. But uh, in the early days, there were a fair amount of like blood, blood and uh, profanity edits and all that stuff. It was still pretty... The content they, it was still like PG level. They didn't cut it down all the way to like Y seven if we so it was still it was still pretty good for the time but uh, compared to today like uh, I'm sure I think people would be a lot would have been a lot more upset by it. I know one thing for sure: certain characters in Naruto were allowed to keep their cigarettes while characters in One Piece had to be. Uh, well, yeah, One Piece yeah. was dubbed by four kids who originally planned to air it at a during a Saturday morning block. So. That, that that's that's true i forgot about that um yeah eventually i think it used to air on the fox box and then it eventually just went to toonami but um yeah i i remember watching one piece of naruto on toonami you know before reading it at jump and so like i like this this particular issue of jump i have 
the February 2006 issue covers pretty much like cl- close to end of the uh, of the uh, Arlong arc for those of you who are into One Piece. Um, and uh, I was really surprised to see how much blood there was and stuff. And I was like, man, what? I don't remember One Piece being this cool. What's going on here? And, you know, like there was so much there was like there was a lot more blood um included in this that i remember seeing on tv and also the thing was um particularly with naruto was um i think this particular issue had the fight between um neji and um, hinata from the chunin exams which That's obviously fight. well yeah it's a great fight that and um it hadn't aired on toonami at the time it was still a little ways away because I don't. I don't even think Naruto was up to the cheating exams at that point. No, I mean it's. It was at the during February. It was uh, just like starting like the cheating exams. They were like at the written portion. I remember like I remember this mainly because uh, when the series came back for like the second like season on Toonami during like mid March. They had they had this like really epic like two minute promo for it, which today is still one of my favorite Tanami promos. But yeah, anyway. it's it's pretty good. But yeah, so basically, I I got this issue a jump, and I was like, wow, um, I I guess that this stuff isn't actually for kids. I feel so adult reading this. Um, so I I carried it around with me wherever I went. You know, I I would like carry it to school, and I would read it. Um, it's very worn out at this point because I used to read it so much. Um, and then eventually, you know, a friend of mine caught me and was like, oh, oh, you like Shonen Jump 2? And I'm like, yeah, I guess, sure. And he, because um, I was also a fan of uh, Bubble Bo at the time because I know Bubble yes. Bo had started, Bubble Bo had started airing on Toonami. Uh, yeah, just a month after before. Naruto. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he told me that... Uh, he owned uh, a volume of Bobo Bo, and I'm like, wait, Bobo Bo has a comic too? What? Which, um, Bobo Bo has a really weird release over here, because at first, Viz picked up, like, one arc and released it as one whole volume. Mm-hmm. Then later, they would, you know, start from, like, volume 11, but would sell it as volume 1, and it's yeah. a whole bunch of crazy stuff that I don't want to get into, because we could spend probably, like, a whole 30 minutes talking about it. Um... <laughs> But yeah, maybe, so, maybe that's an idea. We'll have a, a podcast episode dedicated to Bobo Bo at some point. Maybe, sure. I don't know. Um, most of Bobo Bo is kind of hard to get a hold of officially, unfortunately, because um, that second run didn't last very long. But Five anyway. volumes, pretty much. Just yeah. through the end of the third Empire arc. Um, so yeah, basically... You know, I, I read that first one shot of volume of Bobo Bo and I was like, Oh wow, um there's a lot more blooded Bobo Bo than I remembered. Like that that oh, was man. the thing that the, the, that, that, that was... manga is so bloody. Like every, every time someone gets hit, blood comes spewing out of their mouths. It's like it's it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, pretty great. it's so violent. It's it. it's pretty great. Like that that was the thing that caught me off guard with a lot of the first manga I used to read was like because, you know, I was already familiar with all these series airing on Toonami, but, you know, reading the manga versions of all these, I was like, wow, um, look at all this blood. I'm suddenly, I I want to read this now. Like, I was, I, I, I was, I was, God, keep in mind, I was like 12 or 13 when I first read this, so I was very easily, um, not amused, but I guess persuaded. You when, know, you're, when you're that age, like, stuff with lots of blood and violence are like, oh my god, this is so adult and epic. I feel like I'm yeah. watching something really 
mature and stuff just because it's violent. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I was, I I was, uh, you know, I was easily persuaded by that kind of stuff, like like most uh, preteens or whatever. Um, and then like the the first manga series I ever started collecting was One Piece. Uh, honestly, because um, I think because I, I I I picked up that issue of Jump in February, and then in April, that was when I went to Borders with my father. Because I used to collect a lot of like uh, Garfield compilations and stuff. I used to read a lot of Garfield as a kid. Um, early and, Garfield, know, like early Garfield or later Garfield. I don't. I don't remember. I had a lot of early Gar, like like late seventies Garfield, and then I had a lot of like Garfield from the eighties. Um, do you have any liming? Do you have uh, any ones with liming in it? Um, I don't. I don't know if I do actually. I, I think I ended up getting rid of most of them actually because <laughs> I, I ended up getting kind of sick of Garfield at one point. Um, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. Um, so yeah, basically I, I started collecting One Piece back in April because you know I had been watching the show on Toonami for a couple of months then, and I was like, oh hey, I volume one of One Piece. I'll check this out. I was kind of flipping through it at at, uh, at Borders, and I was like, hey dad, buy this for me. And he, and he was like, okay, sure. And basically, I like everything. Just kind of like it's history from there. The rest is history. Like I, I grew to be a even bigger fan of One Piece, and I would like collect it. I, I would buy a uh, whenever because back then One Piece's release was very um, not only like way behind where the Japanese release was, but it was like even far farther behind from like the um, from where the anime was airing on TV. So. For the longest time, you know, one, I think One Piece was was released like every three months or so. So for the longest time, One Piece was stuck in the middle of its um, Alabasta arc. And then, you know, by the time Alabasta had just finished releasing here, that's when Viz started doing their um, their uh, their, their catch up thing. That was a big deal. That, yeah, that was a super big deal. That was that. Yeah, that was because like they were like 30 volumes like behind and it's like. And the same was true for Naruto. So when they started doing that, and that was like the one of the the start of the big effort to get caught up with uh, Japan, Japan, and the, the, one of the first big steps to move towards si the simultaneous releases we have now. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, um, it seems that worked because um, I, I remember hearing that One Piece, like, because you know they would basically release like five volumes of One Piece a month for like six months, and I remember hearing that like all five volumes for whatever month would always end up on like the New York Times bestselling list for manga, which was a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, especially I, nowadays, I think you like One Piece isn't doesn't come up on the New York Times bestselling list that often. Like not as often, no. A volume once in a blue moon, but even then, it's like it only sticks around for two weeks. I think it's safe to say that it's doing pretty well now, though. Um, yeah, it's the One Piece is definitely not going anywhere near the manga or the anime. Like, I don't yeah. know how long it's, the anime is going to be on Toonami necessarily because the ratings are kind of the worst on Toonami. But that, that, that's a that's another thing. Yeah, Toonami's a whole big other thing. Pretty much, yeah. The rest is history. I I I sort of One Piece was like the first. The first real manga I ever got into, really, because I mean, again, I I read I read a, I collected Shonen Jump. I I did read that volume of Bobo, but One Piece I think 
was the thing that really solidified my love of manga because again that was the first series i ever started buying honestly and everything just kind of fell into place from there um so sid uh i think i've talked enough do you do you want to talk about how you got into manga i'm actually kind of curious yeah sure i mean well i mean if you really want to be technical the first manga i ever read were like was like the pokemon adventures manga like way mm-hmm. back in when I first got started getting into Pokemon in 2002, after years of like, man, I'm not interested in Pokemon, it looks stupid. Then I started actually, actually started watching Pokemon then in 2002, like randomly, and then I, that's when I started to get, really got into it, and I was obsessed with Pokemon for a while, and I start, and everything became Pokemon for me, and I collected like the, everything, the games, the toys, watched the anime every day. I would wake up oh, at 6 a.m. to watch the anime. Oh, dude, like, Pokemon was a really, uh, Pokemon was a big love for me when I was, like, seven or eight. Uh, I I used to be really into it, too. Funny, funny thing, I think I actually have some of the Viz Select, um, what, what do they call them, the, uh, the actual, like, comic issues that they used to come out with? Yeah, I, I used to read, I remember I used to pick up those at the library, and I would read them, like, just... Like, definitely, mostly Yellow Arc, mostly stuff from the Yellow Arc. I didn't read a lot of, I didn't, I don't think I read any of the Red Arc back when I was a kid. It was, like, years later when I decided, when I decided to pick up the series again that I finally read the Red Arc. But it was mostly the Yellow Arc back when I was a kid. And, see, yeah. see the, see, the funny thing with me is I, like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to be really into, like, the Pokemon anime, too. I would watch it religiously and buy all the tapes and stuff, which I think I still have. I was just watching them the other day. Um, <laughs> really nostalgic. Um, you know, like, I would, like, my dad would, like, always buy me the uh, the trading cards and stuff, but I would never play with them because I didn't know how to use them. Cause yeah, I, I just collected the, the trading cards just to collect them. I mean, I didn't play the game. I just collected the cards and... because I liked the cards. And and same same thing with like the with the comics too. Like I would pick them up, but I don't think I ever actually read them. Really? Uh, well, you definitely need to read Pokemon Adventures at least, because that is that is that is like probably the best like Pokemon like uh, story between any between any of the media it has. Like the games, the anime, just period. Pokemon Adventures is the best story you'll, you that you can probably get out of Pokemon. It's mm. it's great. Yeah, I need to read those. Um, so I, I guess what was what was the manga that like solidified your fandom? I guess. Well, I think like most people, that was Dragon Ball. Now, mm. interesting, uh, like kind of like interesting enough, like Pokemon. I wasn't there was like for years. I was not like in, as a kid. I was not interested in Dragon Ball. I wasn't interested in like any like action stuff when mm. I was a like young kind of kid. Like I like I did not watch Tanami like at all. Like before, like two thousand five, oh, because because wow. I just I just didn't like like action stories and main like specifically I didn't like superheroes when I was a kid because I didn't like the concept of like straight good versus straight evil as a kid I didn't think that made sense and I also thought costumes costume guys beating up other costume guys was kind of silly. so so, so I changed basic... my obviously obviously that changed and I'm a huge fan of superheroes now. Yeah, yeah, I, I was. I was gonna. Sorry, sorry. I was gonna say. Yeah, what? What kind of? What kind of kid were you? Holy shit! Like as a kid, actually, I don't know. I just. I don't. I don't know. I just like the. I like silly cartoons. I like, like over the top. I just like classic kind of comedy, like Looney Tunes. 
Like that's that was the kind of stuff that I liked mostly as a kid. No, I, I don't. I, I don't. Have... I don't blame you. I liked a lot of that stuff when I was a kid too. I still do. Yeah, it's like the. I just didn't. As when it came to action stuff, I just didn't like uh, this kind of the kind of story of straight good versus straight evil. Like that, I just that didn't. As a kid, that didn't really fit into my worldview, and I didn't really experience some of the stuff. Like I didn't really give. Because I didn't, because I had some of that kind of that uh, preconception and kind of a bias. I didn't watch kind of stuff that might have challenged that view even earlier on, like Batman the Animated Series, like that had really human stories, which is why I love, you know, the which is why I love superheroes now. It's like the human element of them. But uh, mm. anyway, I mean, I got so uh, Dragon Ball was also kind of that thing. Is like I didn't like stuff about fighting, so I didn't. Dragon Ball Z didn't interest me, but like over the years, I mean, like around 2004, I was like, hmm, you know, maybe I'll try, I'll try some of this stuff out. I, so I tried, like, I did, so like, interestingly enough, you know, I didn't get into the Dragon Ball franchise with Dragon Ball, the original, or Dragon Ball Z. It was actually Dragon Ball Chi Chi that I, that I first watched. The, and the very first episode of uh, Dragon Ball GT I watched was like, Piccolo's decision, which was the, episode, the 40th episode, it's the end of the baby saga. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, this is kind of interesting. I don't understand at all what's going on, but uh, the guy died. So I guess, I guess this, I guess this is pretty serious kind of stuff. And then, so I watched some episodes on and off, but I didn't like really make that much of an effort to keep up with it for a while until like uh, January of 2005 when, uh, they were when they started airing the final few episodes. I, at the time, I didn't know they were airing the final few episodes, but like I caught like uh, the tail end of like an episode, like uh, where like a Dragon Ball was appearing out of Goku's forehead, and I was like, "Huh, that's kind of interesting." So I watched the next episode, which were where like Nova Shinron came back, and like he and Goku teamed up to fight Omega Shinron. It was like. And then he, and we, but then Nova Shinron like dies in the end. I was like, oh, that was, that was pretty intense. And so then I watched like the final, so then I got, so then I was like invested in what was going on. So I watched the next two episodes, but oh, wow. like at the end of, of this final episode of GT, I was like, what? Wait a minute. That's, oh, it's over. What? It's already over. <laughs> I just got into this. And I kid you not, I like cried for a couple days, like because I was I just got into this show and I was really enjoying it, but it's already over, and I got also depressed. And then like I looked online, oh, but you know that was the start of me getting into Dragon Ball. That got me into Dragon Ball, and so over the next couple of months, I would watch Dragon Ball when a Dragon anything Dragon Ball when ever was on. I went to the library, I picked up. Uh, I picked up like all the DVDs I could find, and that's how I also discovered. You know, there were Dragon, and then eventually it came. It came to my attention that there were Dragon Ball comics as well, and that's how I discovered the Dragon Ball manga. And I think the very first, like, I don't know if it's the first. I might have read one or two volumes before, but like the very first manga I ever bought back in March two thousand five was the eighteenth volume of uh, Dragon Ball Z. Which mm. is the which contains the fight between uh, Goku and Cell, and then later Gohan and Cell, and ends with Gohan turning with Android sixteen sacrificing Gohan turning Super Saiyan two and destroying all the Cell Juniors, and it was like, 
Oh, and it's, I was I was confused how to read it at first. I remember because I I like I looked at the back and it said uh, you read it this way. So I read it this way, but I I read it how I instructed, except not really because I still was reading like right to left. No, I yeah. was like left to right on like the individual pages, even though I was flipping them the right way. So I for so that's how so I was kind of confused the first time I read it like about some panel placements and stuff but eventually yeah. eventually I got it. But, yeah, um, I, I remember having a lot of trouble with that at first too. Yeah, so basically Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball. I fell in love with Dragon Ball. I was obsessed with Dragon. Ball. You know, I can do like a whole. I can talk for hours about how much I love Dragon Ball and how much Dragon Ball means to me. It is like the single piece of fiction that has most affected my life and uh, has really mm. inspired me and cha- really changed the course of my life in a lot of ways. But yeah, maybe we'll save that for another time. But, uh, you know, because I got into Dragon Ball, I started, wa- I started watching uh, more anime. I started watching Tommy, and so I got into stuff that was coming out in 2005, like One Piece and Naruto and Bobo Bo. And then eventually, you know, as I read more and more Dragon Ball manga, I discovered other manga of, like, the anime that I liked, like One Piece and Naruto and Bobo Bo. And so I would read those whenever I could find them. I'd pick up volumes from the library. And then over the years, I became more interested in other things. And uh, that's... And so that's basically how this... And, you know, I discovered Shonen Jump at, like, uh, a book... Like, the book, like, sale kind of thing that my, that, uh, my middle school was doing. You mean, like, you mean a book so, fair? Book fair, yeah, book fair that my middle school was doing. Because back in the day, jump was actually pretty big. Like, uh, oh yeah, I mean, you, it's you, you. Pro- I mean, like, not everyone in your class is going to talk about it, but like, they had all the vol. They had like every new issue at the library, and I would, mm-hmm. and people would, and it was pretty heavily circulated. Like, they did get pretty worn out pretty easily. So oh, yeah. I would, but I would always read. I would always look forward to like lunch breaks where I would try and find time to sit, and or time any time when I I would be in the library where I could sit down and like read new issues. I never got to buy that many issues. Uh, one of the first issue I ever got, I, I remember had like the first episode of the Naruto anime attached to it as like a special bundle because they mm-hmm. they had some of those special promotions back then, like for that. And also, I believe, had a D, like a preview of D. Grayman, as well as like the final chapter of the Arlong arc. I so, think I, I think I used to have that issue actually before I threw a lot of mine away. I still I still don't know why I threw my jumps away. I still kick myself <laughs> to this day. I I, I wish I wish I had bought more print jumps. I, that that jump I also that issue I can't I can't seem to find these days. I'm sure it's somewhere around, but I, I don't know where it is. But Basically, you know, that's how I became a fan of manga. Like, basically, it's Dragon Ball. And, mm. uh, you know, over the years, that uh, over the years, like, I've pretty much stayed interested in Dragon Ball. Uh, I mean, in manga. And, like, uh, being interested in, like, the big, uh, like, shonen series. Eventually, there came a point where I started keeping up with those weekly. And that's how I also discovered, like, more manga. Like... And so it just kept building up to there until now, where, like, I keep up with, uh, like, 80 manga. And then I, I buy, like, tons of manga, and I have, like, 600 manga volumes on my shelf. Oh, wow, huh. I so. See, see, I hate you now, because I was I was on Twitter the other day, and I was like, huh, I'm gonna count how many manga volumes I have. And I'm like, hey, I have 239 manga volumes. And he, hearing... 
that, that was that is that accurate or are you, are you no are it's you... accurate it's accurate my brother has been keeping track and we have we have basically 600 volumes now wow um i hate you um <laughs> I, I wish we lived a little closer so i could just borrow manga from you Hopefully most of that has uh... actually only been in like the last two three years because like between like 2005 and like 2013 i think i think during that period i had only collected about 30 volumes of manga so it's pretty much been in the last two years there's been like an exponential increase in how much manga i've been getting so I, it's safe to say that i'm more that there, i've this is i've been like more into manga i've always been into manga but i've been more into it in these last couple of years and it's uh, it's been a bigger like focus of my like recreational time like uh in these last couple of years than it had been even before oh god i don't even god like man like now now i i feel like i have to turn in my card now because those over 200 volumes of manga i i've bought over 10 years but but to be and like i don't even want to think about how much i i would have had if i didn't sell all of my naruto and bleach i say sell but i i think i i think i just kind of gave away all my naruto because at one point i was like you know what i'm not that into naruto anymore i'm never gonna read these so i just kind of gave them to a friend and like i i we stuffed like 30 volumes worth of naruto inside of his backpack and uh, he just kind of took them home with him, and I was like, eh, "I don't care, it's fine." I couldn't, I couldn't find anywhere who, I couldn't like find anybody who actually wanted to buy them. And then I ended up uh, giving away my uh, all eight volumes of Bleach that I had for like, uh, for like, uh, what was it, seven volumes of Claymore or something over. Mm. That's over not a some bad trade. Like, yeah, I, I used to like use this manga trading group on Yahoo or something. I forget what it was, but. I only ever made, like, one successful trade. Otherwise, like, I would always try to make trades with people, but nobody would ever want what I have. So, me trying to sell my manga off has never, um, has never been very successful. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, um, I, uh, I, I do want to talk about a few more other things before we, uh, wrap up in, like, the next 10 or 20 minutes or so. Um, so, what kind of, what, do, do you have a favorite manga? I have lots of favorite manga. Do you wanna like how can, how can long you, how long do you like how many do you want us? To can can we can we whittle that down to three? Yeah, we can. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Like, well, if I I'll, I guess I guess I could start. Um, because I, I I just talked for like I don't know how long that was, but uh. <laughs> yeah, it was it was hard for me to try to find a place in there to try to try to insert myself. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. We'll we'll work we'll work on it. It's our it's our first episode, guys. Get, cut us some slack. Um, see, it's weird because like because uh, it's it's this is um this is because my my favorite anime and favorite manga lists are very different. Cause cause nowadays I I don't enjoy the One Piece anime as much as I used to. Uh yeah, I stopped watching it like uh, jeez, Fishman Island. Oh, that broke that that was tired. That was a hard one to get through in the manga, but it was, you... that broke me in the anime. You're Come you're on. a you, you you are a wimp. I watched all of that in the anime. Oh, I could not. I had to. <laughs> I had to. I had to give up, man. I could not do that. <laughs> no, no, the, no. The, the the pacing for both is awful, though. Um, for for that particular arc. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I don't like the anime as much as I used to, but I still love the manga. I still read it every week. Yeah. Um. So One Piece is pr- pretty much my number one favorite manga. Like no question, honestly. Um, if but though honestly. I, I feel like if, um, cause I, 
like Gintama is my number one favorite anime of all time. Like no question, seriously. Like I, I won't go on about it too much here because I already have another podcast to talk about Gintama for. But Gintama, I think, probably has the best anime adaptation out of any shonen property I've ever seen animated. Honestly, maybe mm. Yu Yu Hakusho is probably a close second to that, that in would, my opinion. That would probably be. I mean, I've only seen like a third of the Gintama anime technically like yeah you need to fix that yeah i need to see all of it (laughs) i mean i've read all the manga but i need to watch all the anime but i mean if i had to choose like the best adaption of a shonen manga for me it'd be yu haka show because i feel that it really like they make some changes to material and just the way the presentation is in terms of directing and the animation and like the performance, I feel that it really elevates the, this content to a whole nother level. And also, oh, yeah. the Street Kings arc isn't shit like it isn't shit like it is in the manga. <sighs> uh, uh, bleep bleep all those out, editor. I forgot we we weren't gonna curse, but whatever. Oh, I forgot too. Sorry, but no, yeah, no, okay. the Street Kings the Street King arc is not. It is terrible. Have you ever read it in the manga, Colton? Um, I've actually, I've only read, like, the first volume of Yu Yu Hakusho. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm currently trying to collect all of that so I can read it all in a, in a row. Yeah, the, like, the Three Kings arc, in the anime, it's coherent, and it's a satisfying ending to the series, but in the manga, it's like, Takashi did not care, he wanted to get the series cancelled as fast as possible, because he was, he, he has no more interest in continuing, that's, so, that's... he, he basically put no effort into it, and it's a mess, and it's, it's terrible. It's terribly written. And it's, there's like no. There's the art is uh, no. It's just <laughs> Sid, calm, calm down, Sid. Um, what one one day what we will we will um we will dedicate an entire episode to Yu Yu Hakusho. We also need to do an entire episode of One Piece. I could that that's that was another session I had for years, and I have a lot to say on that on that. So uh, that's that's an idea. Yeah. Um, maybe one day, but but yeah, so. Uh, what I was gonna say was it's it's funny because like One Piece is my number one favorite manga, but like it's like one of my least favorite anime, and then Gintama is like my number one favorite anime, but it's kind of, I mean the the I don't know because like I'm for my for my uh, podcast I I started uh, reading the manga from the very beginning because I hadn't read a lot of it, but I'm also caught up to current material. So it's like night and day in terms of like the art. So I don't know how I really feel about the manga overall, just because I'm kind of all over the place. But I do have other manga that I enjoy more than it. So for me that's... personally, the Gintama manga is in like my top ten. I would say. I feel like it would be in my top ten if I when, when I re- when I when I finish reading all of it. But unfortunately, the problem is. Um, uh, there's only like I think like the first twenty three volumes is only yeah. available over here, and the rest, unfortunately, you kind of have to find through other means, of which I will not say because uh, we we we're not gonna we're uh, we're not gonna be talking about that kind of stuff. Um, we're not gonna tell you where to find scans that you can people can do that all on their own. We don't need to help people do that. Um, yeah. It's kind of not good, but anyway. So yeah, I love One Piece. Um, I love Ice Shield 21. That's that's definitely my second favorite of all time. Yusuke Murata is definitely one of my favorite manga artists. Oh yeah, so. he's a master artist. I mean, I've I need to read. I mean, I keep trying to I it's I this I really need to read more Ice Shield 21. Like I watched the test up 
when it was done on the Toonami Jet Stream. <laughs> like, years ago, I watched the test dub on Toonami Jet Stream, and I actually, Ew. at the time, I liked it. At the time, I liked it. I didn't know. I didn't know it was, it was hacked up and bad. But, uh, oh, God, yeah. Later, yeah. I watched, yeah. later, I watched, like, the first set of the anime that was released, and I liked, I also liked that. It's not, I mean, the anime is not as good, not that good. Oh, no, not, not at all. I still all. like the characters and the story. So then I, I read, like, the first one in the manga. I like the manga, but I, uh, it's just been on my backlog so long. That is just, I'm really hoping that one day Wiz, like, does a does a bundle for that. Because I, I want to just pick up all the volumes, like, digitally and, like, read them. Oh, yeah. I feel that would be really easy. Oh, yeah, totally. At this point. So I'm, I'm hoping that happens sometime soon. So. Um. But just 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 to kind of list some other stuff I really like, like uh, I Shield and Twenty One are both my all time favorites. Um, I really like stuff like um, I love. Uh, it's not licensed, unfortunately, um, and I don't know. I don't think it has an official English title. But I love uh, Majin Tante Nogami Nero, which I think is supposed to translate to like supernatural detective Nero, um, who. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this might might not be too familiar with that series, but uh, uh, hopefully people will want to uh, check it out or read it somehow when I say that uh, that is the author of Assassination Classroom behind that. Uh, that you was say his Matsui. first work. Yep. Um, he's definitely one of my favorite artists, too. Like, I, I love his stuff. Like that—that's part of the reason why I—I've been reading Assassination Classroom from the very beginning since it was first scanned, um, because I just I love that author. Um, and then um, Takahiko Inoue, um, his, he's a, lot a of master, his, a master artist. Yeah, I love a lot of his stuff. Um, which, for those who don't know, is the author of uh, Slam Dunk and uh, Vagabond, I think currently, but um, also real. And real too, yeah. I still need to read more of that. Real is a brilliant series. Just... It's really good. It's really good. From from what from the little I've read of it, I really like it. Um, um, in ter- in terms of like what kind of manga I like, though, obviously I'm a huge shonen fan. Like, e- even even like really bad stuff, I still I could still find something to enjoy s- m- most of the time. It's very rare that I find a shonen manga that I like absolutely hate. Um, there are definitely a lot of like underdeveloped cancel titles out there, unfortunately, because um, Jump Jump is very strict about its quality most of the time, um, and unfortunately, a lot of stuff that runs in Jump, uh, if if it doesn't have a big, if it doesn't have a big readership quick enough, I guess uh, it, it it gets canceled. Um, I've seen a lot of different series get canceled by like twelve vol uh, twelve twelve volumes no twelve chapters. Um, so yeah, again, Jump is very strict about their quality, but that's neither here nor there. Um, well, it's more it's more about a lot about popularity. Too. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, thank you. Um, where was I going with that? So yeah, I I love Shonen stuff. Um, I what I what I don't think uh, is licensed enough are like delinquent manga. Like I've never read a I've I haven't read a lot of like like when i say delinquent manga i mean like a manga about high school yankee delinquent bad boys who do nothing but like smoke and skip class and fight other students and stuff like i love stuff like that 
I am such a sucker for that kind of aesthetic, honestly. One of my, um, yeah, like, I have some friends on uh, this forum I go to who are huge fans of that as well. Um, and then I think there was another, like, I love Yakuza stuff, which I don't, th- I don't think I've, I don't think there's a lot of that kind of stuff available, like, via, via, like, uh, for purchase over here in the States, or even scanlated, honestly, or at least not a lot that I've found, but, but if, 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 uh, if um, if if anything I'm reading involves yakuza or or delinquent high schoolers, you've pretty much got me sold, honestly. <laughs> um, I guess what 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 kind of what kind of actually I haven't even asked you what are, what are your favorite manga titles? Well, uh, my taste in anime manga also tend to like vary. Some things I like more as manga, and uh, some things I like more as anime. The exception is with my top three favorites. They are the same in, for both anime and manga. Uh, mm. So I guess maybe... Shall, I don't know if I want to count down or just how I want to list them. But I guess, you know, I'll just count down. So like... Uh, nah, you know what? I, I won't count down. I'll just first <laughs> off... Because two of them are by the same mangaka. For one thing. So and But they're spaced out. So you know, I might as well talk about them together. So instead, I'll first talk about uh, a series that unfortunately is not licensed over here and uh, probably will not because of how old it is. And uh, But it's one of the... It's a classic of the medium. One of the... I would say one of the, one of the definitive manga. One of the most definitive manga ever. It's influence... And uh, the the resonance it had in Japan is like almost unparalleled. This is a series where people actually held a funeral for a character that died in it. They held a funeral, an actual funeral. It's not it wasn't a joking thing. They actually cared about this character so much they held a funeral for him. That is how much it how much it resonated, inspired with people in Japan back in the day, and. Uh, and the final image of that series is also completely, incredibly iconic. And so, enough beating around the bush. Yeah, that get, series, get, get on with it. That series <laughs> is Ashina no Joe by, uh, let's see, Iki Kawajiri. That's not his real name, that's his pen name. And, also, and the artist is Setsu Achiba. And uh, Ashina no Joe is a fair, I mean, it's a fairly old, it's, no, it's a pretty old manga. It's, it's, it's quite old. Is but, it, isn't uh, it from the 60s? Yeah, it's from the late 60s, early 70s. Oh, boy. But it is not only one of the... It is one of... The, but like I said, it is one of the definitive uh, manga, works of, of manga, I feel. Uh, like, just in general. Especially for sports series. I don't think... there Like, so many sports series. Especially Hajime no Ippo. Oh, a lot to it. And for those who don't know what Ashino no Joe is, it's about uh, this guy from the... Sl- uh, uh, from it's it's uh set in like the post World War Two, like basically kind of how Japan was in like the sixties, and it's about a, a delinquent from the slums, Joe Yubuki, who basically lives it lived his lives his life without a care in the world at first, but then uh he is uh a retired like boxing manager. Dante Tanji notices his potential for the sport, and so he convinces Joe to let him train him and to become a boxer. And so Joe begins a long journey. Uh, well, at first he doesn't take it seriously. At first he like 
decides to exploit Dange and pretend to train him just to get food off of him. But eventually he commits a crime that and lands him in like uh, jail. And there he meets one of the rising stars in uh, the boxing world, Rikishi Toru, and forms a rivalry with him. And that's what c inspires him to take boxing, pick up boxing seriously. And uh, the series follows Joe as he rises through the ranks in the boxing world, uh, all through, through ups and downs. And uh, those downs are, are wow, uh, it is a heartbreaking manga in places. It is like really emotionally intense. But the character of Joe is just so in like inspiring. It's like a, he's kind of an asshole at the start. Uh, he, and, you know, he kind of always is kind of a cocky, like, uh, smart-ass kind of guy throughout the series. But he, there's a lot of heart to him. And he, he's like, he represents kind of a hero. He represented kind of like a hero. A kind of like an everyman kind of character for, like, people uh, in Japan uh, during the six, for, during the late 60s. Like, he, like, just an everyman. And it's like, his story is like kind of the like the story of trying to rise rise up and seek a better life and pursue his and pursue his dream like no matter like the obstacles and the challenges and he willing to risk his life to do it and the series is an emotional roller coaster and it's incredibly gripping and intense beginning to end the art it might be from a 40-year-old series, but I gotta tell you, that art, the art is phenomenal. It, it stands up, it stands to the test of time. Everything about that series is timeless and masterful, and it is one of the best manga ever made. And it, it's really sad that uh, people probably, it will not, probably not get licensed because uh, Iki Kawajiri is not as a household name, like, I mean, he's not as famous as Osama Tezuka over here, yeah, and it's no. a forty-year-old series. And but uh, at least the second anime of it uh, is is available legally over here on Crunchyroll uh, under the title Champion Joe Two. I personally would recommend to, to like at least to read the first ten volumes of the manga before jumping into that series because it's a because it is a sequel series and like while you might not like like it might not deter your enjoyment from it because like it is a distinct half you are going to get spoiled on a major like major plot point in the story that's really important to experience like firsthand so definitely like re watch the first series because I don't think that's ever going to get licensed. Because I don't know. Probably it, not. So, would you watch like the first like fifty or so episodes of the first series, or uh, the read the manga up to that point? But definitely, if, if check Ashina no Joe out, you will, it is definitely one of the best, and you will is def it's a work that really affected me personally, and I, I think it will resonate with a lot of people. It resonates with uh, most people as well. But, uh, I mean, so that, and so, yeah, so that was, uh, Ashina no Joe. And then, uh, there are two other manga I will mention. I know we're kind of running long here. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should, we should probably, uh, we should probably, yeah, just name, 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 name them off and then, uh, we can just kind of go from there. Yeah, well, we should just do a whole podcast about this mangaka later because I love this mangaka. She is one of my favorite. She is 
my second favorite after Osamu Tezuka, the god among himself. And uh, she and uh, these two series of hers are are like one of them is like definitely my all time favorite. I cannot get it out of my mind. I watch the I, I read. There's not a single day that goes by that I don't like think about or revisit it in some form. And the other one is easily the best like uh, romantic comedy anime manga that there ever was the definitive one for sure and those series are uh urusei yatsura and maison ikoku by rumiko takahashi and uh uh i mean uh i don't know i mean i don't know how i could go on so long about these series and I already yes, went yes, so long you, about yes, Shin no Jao. So we, we, should, we should just do, I'll, I'll probably go more into them in length, like if we ever do like a podcast about Wumuko Takahashi I stuff, think, you which... know what I think, but, but before we before we start wrapping up here real quick, what I, what I actually, that's a pretty good idea because I haven't really read a lot. I I don't think I've read any of Rumiko Takahashi's works. I think, I think it would be cool to do kind of a special podcast about, uh, uh, a special podcast where maybe you can uh maybe we could talk you could tell me about her works and you could convince me why i should read rumiko takahashi's works because not not that i i I don't have an opinion of her works because i've barely read anything from her maybe maybe like a chapter of inuyasha and that's it but uh, like to me her art sales like her her art sales never really grabbed me personally. I mean, I love her aesthetic myself, but it interest. But her art style has actually changed over the years. Like, her art style in Yurusei Author is completely different from the art style she uses in Rinnei now. But yeah, let's mm. let's save that kind of stuff for a Rumiko Takahashi podcast because uh, I don't want to get started on that. But uh, what I will say about Yurusei Author and Maison Koku is that Maison Koku is is definitely I would think the definitive like. Uh, romantic comedy anime definitely like the for like definitely the mature romantic comedy anime certainly like i think a bunch uh, a bunch of stuff that came after it takes huge inspiration for it and your theater is one of the most influential anime manga like in general um definitely it, the impact it left uh, there's so many things i could i i could mention about it like for one thing the anime of Yuri Siyatsura is what trendsetted the practice of using Japanese pop songs as openings. I mean, that's like, it's, I mean, that's pretty significant in itself. But there's also so much, like, about what the series did. I mean, it basically, like, defined what modern anime comedy as we know it. And, uh, this, I mean, it, and I just, and it's, uh, it's definitely, like, my favorite anime manga. And, uh, I, I would highly advise uh, people to check them out. My, Mason, the Koku, well, Yurusayatsu and Mason and Koku are out of print, and Yurusayatsu was never uh, fully released here, but uh, you can hunt down the volumes where you might find them. There might still be some Mason and Koku volumes on light stuff. Uh, the anime DVDs were also released over here, but they're also kind of hard to find. Uh, not a, out of print might be a little expensive, but, uh, you know, you can read read and watch these series. I hi- Read and watch these series. I highly recommend them. They are... I definitely think they are classics and really important and entertaining works, and I love them a lot. So there you go. Well, there you go. I think um, I think everybody's gotten a good idea of what kind of manga we like, and uh, hopefully, people who visit allcomic.com will uh, will trust us with uh, with uh, with with uh, with the manga section here. 
I mean, it's not. It's not like I don't think. I don't think we're gonna be the only ones. Uh, you know, driving forward the manga section of all comic. That's that's for sure. Yeah, right? I mean, I just got a message from Tyler saying that big stuff's planned. So I think big stuff's coming out, coming uh, there, coming to all comics in terms that, of manga. Yeah, I, I know he's always looking for people, and he's he's been trying to look for as many people to help with the manga stuff on the website as he can. So. Hopefully it'll grow, um, and hopefully this podcast will grow, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get some kind of routine going here, and hopefully we won't, uh, hopefully we won't go on as long as we did this episode. Um, I wonder how much of it is going to be edited down. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of uh, Manga Mavericks. Um, we should probably tell people where they can find us in case they're interested in following us on other mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, Sid. Uh, where, where can the good people find you? You can find me under various names. Uh, the big two being Rom Ramayasha and Cartoon X. You can find me at Rom Ramayasha at uh, Twitter and uh, Miami list. And uh, Cartoon X on various forums like Toon Zone or Animation Revelation. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, you can find me, I'm Colton. You can uh, find me on Twitter at SniperKing323. That's S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. I practically live on Twitter. I'm very active on there. So if anybody wants to talk to me about manga, hit me up in general. I'm usually pretty friendly. I don't mind talking to people. I'm pretty open about talking to people on the internet. Unlike real life, but that's uh, that got a little personal. So anyway, um, yeah, just hit me up on Twitter. You know, I'm... I like talking to people, um, and I mean, I got a, I got a lot of other podcasts, but I don't think I have the time to go over all of them. So for now, I'm a huge fan of Gintama, and if you are too, you can listen to Life Lessons, the Gintama manga cast. That's GintalifeLessons.wordpress.com. We like to talk about the Gintama manga as was released by Viz from the very beginning. Um, go listen to that, please, if you're a fan of Gintama, or if you're, don't, or if you don't know anything about Gintama, you wanna. You want a taste of uh, what it's like? Go listen to our podcast. It's a nice little companion piece for if you want to read the manga. So I think that's about it. Um, hopefully this episode wasn't too long. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, if you didn't like it, um, I promise we'll get better. I promise. This is our first episode. Please cut us some slack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, from all of us here at uh, allcomic.com, I suppose, um, I guess we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.